0: You're listening to the Austin Elite Rugby Supporters Podcast, a podcast created by supporters for supporters of the Austin Elite, a major league rugby team located in Austin, Texas, in the United States. We are not officially affiliated with the Elite. We are merely big supporters of the club and the sport of rugby. I'm your host, Dustin. I'm a former rugby player and a longtime rugby fan who wanted to bring weekly updates on the team, the matches, supporter events, and to do what I can to teach more people about the game of rugby. As a disclaimer, content may occasionally contain explicit language, as I do not censor the podcast in the interest of time and full effect. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your only source for all things Austin Elite Rugby. Coming to you from the sweltering heat of Austin, Texas right now. Oh, man, it is really hot outside these past couple days. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast as we are entering the last few games of the season for 2019. We've got a full podcast of guests this episode, so let's jump right into it. This week, we brought on a player who told us great stories about himself and his career. So I hope you enjoy our player interview this week. It's always great to have the elite players here with us on the podcast. Uh, we say it every week. We always like talking to the lads this week. Have another awesome player here with us. We have Penny Tanguy-Ve Thanks, Bay joining us on the podcast today. Appreciate you coming and, and talking to us. No so, it's been a long season for you. You've gone, had some injuries to start off, but what I'd like to do to start off this one, we'll talk about those in a little bit, but I want to talk about you and the history of a of, of Penny and rugby, as it will be. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, You know, what position you play, uh, for those that don't know. Of course, I, I know this, but others don't. But and then, you know, your history of rugby, where you're from and, and stuff like that.
1: Um, well, I, I, I was born in Australia, Australia, Sydney, Australia, camper, camper down, um, Sydney, Australia, and uh, grew up most of my life there. Uh, my family is originally from Fiji. Um, I'm one from nine. Uh, seven boys and two girls in my family.
0: That's a, that's, a, that's a big family right there.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> um, And uh, yeah, that, uh, rugby for me started with, um, it was just part of my, my family generations and um, watching sevens. B. G. Sevens and and rugby league back home and rugby union back home is just it's part of our culture. So growing up as a child, that's all I. That's all. It was like second nature to me. Uh, Most of my most of my problems growing up as a child was because I was playing too much and rugby was probably the reason why I was playing too much. My family, (laughs) my dad, my old man, my mom used to uh, chase myself and my brothers around and I uh, would you know end up giving us a hiding just to you know uh, stop breaking stuff around the house but um yeah, I started playing when I was probably uh, 7 7 years old in uh, orange I grew up in a little, um during my, my my childhood I grew up in orange which is um, 3 hours out of sydney a country town there and uh played there um um, play, start off with union, actually start off playing soccer first. Cause my mom didn't want me to play soccer, uh, play contact sport. But then as I got a little older, I transitioned into rugby and, uh, and then rugby league as well. So I played all three codes growing up as a child. Um, and then, um, as I got older, I was really good at it, all sports and I came into high school 17 years, 16 years old. I got, I got an, uh, uh, rugby contract with the West Tigers. Um, and I signed that. And by the time I was 17, I signed my first professional and contract,
0: man. That's, uh, that's pretty outstanding to be, you know, 16, 17 years old and signing a professional contract and- don't really hear that at least here in the U S and, and football. That's for sure. They don't do that. You know, it's not, you know, LeBron James for basketball is probably the closest comparison. So uh, give yourself some credit, man. <laughs> well, I think that it's, it's really interesting. You, you said a couple things there that, that some people who listen to the podcast may not know about. And it, that's the different codes of, of rugby. So you talk about rugby union, which is what uh, the Austin lead play. It's what it's what major league rugby is, but you also have rugby league. Now that's different. It's not as popular here in the US. It's big in in Australia and in, in New Zealand. And then you also have in in England as well. So can you kind of break down a little bit what the difference is between rugby union and rugby league for the listeners who just have no idea?
1: Uh the concept of the game is very similar uh for league and rugby. The only difference is um, league we only get a certain amount of um, uh, plays and attack. We get, we get six downs kind of like with football, you got four downs to, to try and get a first down, but with have uh, league. You get six, six tackles to try and score a try. Um, that's the entire field. That's, that's not- the entire <laughs> field. Yeah. We don't get, we don't get a repeat set of uh, downs. If you make 10 meters or yards or whatever, um, you got to try and score. But, um, and, and then if we, if we cannot score, then we'll usually kick to try to get better field position, and then and then rely on our, our defense to try and apply pressure. Whereas union, it's if you have the ball, it's unlimited, unlimited tackles until you lose possession of the ball. Um, and then there's also rocks uh, in rugby union, where to people that don't understand the game, but I've seen from hindsight, is it usually looks like guys jump in and <laughs> dog, jumping on and dog top pile, each other, dog with <laughs> each other, and that. But really, what's going on is. Um, both the attack and defense are actually trying to fight fight for the ball and get position of the ball um, is what's going on um, in league we don't have that we just get tackled we stand back up and then play the ball right then and there and we will keep attacking also in league instead of Running back uh, in league, we have to run back 10 meters every time you get tackled. Uh, every time the tackle is made, the defense has to run back 10, 10 meters to get back on side. Whereas in union, we don't need to, to run back 10 meters wherever the tackle is made. We can just stand right there. As long as we're behind the last foot of uh, the, uh, the, ta- uh, the, the tackler yeah. or
0: last foot the, of the, back the
1: there. Rug, Yeah, yeah. Um, We're all on side. So um, it's a little bit more running in league. Um, and I, and a little bit more conditioning, but um, in hindsight, they're both very, very uh, good. I love, I love both sports. Yeah.
0: And so the number of players on the pitch in rugby league difference. Same. Yeah, there's a
1: difference uh, in, in 15s. There's uh, seven, um, 15, 15 players all, all on the field. And then, uh, with league, there's 13 players. So a little bit less players in uh league, which adds to a little bit more running is, I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, even though I was I forgot to mention that uh, with the 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 players especially in the fours, are slightly built differently. A lot lot more taller guys in 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 union too and that's because of uh, lineouts. Yep. Um yeah, you know, lineouts it's very important to have. Like you know, um, taller guys there to to win the lineouts and, and the scrums is a big thing. So, and the forwards are a little bit more nuggety, nuggety um, in 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 for the forwards. Whereas league, they're more more agile, and that's because they have to keep up with the running. For sure. Um, so, other than that, yeah those are kind of the little things that are a little bit different in my opinion. That's awesome. That's, I mean, I think it's,
0: you know, I I know a lot about rugby league. Again, I love all codes of rugby. So I think it's pretty fantastic that you've been able to play both. And again, you've played at the highest level of Australian rugby league playing for the Sydney Roosters. What was that like playing, you know, for, Uh, You know, again, at that high level for the Roosters being a part of that organization Um, and and then, you know, transitioning and playing in different levels. I mean, you've gone from you've you've had a really interesting sports career because you came over after that to uh, to Baylor to play football. Right, and so t- tell us what that's like. To, one to play with, you know, Sydney Roosters, you know, big team in the NRL in Australia, and then to come over here and play American football.
1: Um, man, it's for me. I, I, I caught it when I was nine years old. No lie, I knew it when I was nine years old. I was going to play in the NRL. I did. It seems very arrogant, but no, I was I was a kid, but that was my dream. Um, and I've always known that uh, I was going to play it someday, even though my family laughed when I said it. Um, and then if you fast forward, what, uh, eight, nine years later, my dreams came true. Um, and for me, I just think of it as a blessing. Uh, to me, I think it was a very, very great opportunity to, for me to financially help my family. Um, and that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to do it. Um, my, parents came over from F- a little island in Fiji to give myself and my siblings a little, uh, a better, um, understanding of life and education. And, um, for me, school wasn't a, wasn't a, a big thing when I was growing up, <laughs> <laughs> I was in love with rugby and that was my passion. So it kind of sidetracked me, but, um, Um, You know, 17 and my dreams came true and that's what I went with and uh, it was a blessing. Like I had my family support supporting me and um, I had the right people guiding me um, with my training and and keeping me um, well disciplined as a a kid because... um, I grew up in a rough neighborhood and a lot of my friends did get into a lot of trouble. Uh, you know, if he was a girl around, uh, around my area, you know, usually a lot of them ended up pregnant or something. And if he was one of the guys they ended up doing drugs or, or getting in, 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 in fights and, mm-hmm. and going to jail early. So, and it was credit to my dad, to be honest. Uh, he was a very, we our family are very religious. And so he was very, very strict, on me as a child, so we used to clash heads, and I never could understand why he was so hard on me. But it wasn't for him to pick my friends. He would literally embarrassed me, and if he didn't like any of my friends, he would tell him to leave and said, "said I don't like this kid. He's a bad example. He needs to go." Like that's how he was, very yeah. blunt. And at the time, I used to get up embarrassed, so I would be shy to bring friends over because I didn't know how my dad would respond. But in in hindsight, now that I look back on things, if it wasn't for him, I probably would have gone my, in, into some trouble. Um, and um rugby was like my getaway that was my happy place and um so yeah it was a blessing to play for the roosters i, I roosters was the last club i played for uh i i played 6 years there i ended up starting with um, the west tigers in 2000 and uh 6 to 7 mm-hmm. um 6 and then um i went signed a 2 3 year deal with the st george illawarra dragons after that when i was 19 years old and then then I finished my last year or two with the roosters before I made a decision to come over to uh, the U S to get an education. That was actually why I came to the U S was to, to get an education, um, to better myself as a young man. Cause I never had the opportunity to actually, um, educate myself. I was only, I was still a kid. Uh, yeah. and I was still trying to, I was making, I was helping out my family making money, but I knew nothing. I was just, mom, what, what he need help with, or, you know, and that was me. I was just a kid, but I was playing with grown men. So I still had a lot, to, a lot of learning to do. Uh, but during the time I thought I knew everything, but I really didn't. Uh, that was just,
0: isn't that the nature of being a young guy is that we always think that we know exactly yeah. every, everything. And then we're just like, Oh yeah, wait a minute. We don't know anything at all. No, so. we don't know
1: anything. And, uh, Yeah. So yeah, I, I actually retired because, um, I met a girl actually a good one of my, she's my best friend now. And, um, she opened my eyes to like, um, get an education. Actually, I envied her because of education. She was a professional athlete and a professional soccer player and was the same age as me, but she had a degree. So she won up me. And so i said, say, I need, I need, a, Yeah, if she can get her a degree then I'll go get one too. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I wanted to get an education and, um, and lucky enough, I, uh, through, a, through, a, through a friend, a mutual friend, he happened to know some people over here in the U S and he played American football at Hawaii. And it was through him. How was how I got contacted with some of these division one colleges, um, in the U S and I didn't actually talk to anyone. He did. And then I just got a phone call saying, Hey, you got a couple of scholarship offers if you would like to, um, get an education and everything's paid for. You got a full scholarship for four or five years or however long it takes for you to graduate. So when that popped up, it was simple for me. And, um, I just needed the blessing of my mom to, um, you know, drop everything here and, um, pursue a different career or different dream now. And for her, that was her number one thing was for me to get an education. Um, and so she was happy that I, made a decision on my own to uh, want to go to school and, uh, do something different. And I was shocked because I thought that she didn't want me to leave my career. She asked me about my career and I said, nah, I, I still want to play rugby, but I feel like this is something I really need to do. And if I have to do it, I have to do it now. And I was only, I was 22 years old.
0: Yeah. So, You're still a young guy doing that too. And that's, that's really something and it speaks a lot to family and I'm, there's, probably countless stories, people, just parents giving and sacrificing everything and saying, yep, go and sending, you know, let's, let's be honest to send, send you from Australia all the way to Waco, Texas to go to Baylor to, to, <laughs> for your education. That's probably not, you know, maybe she was probably hoping for something a little bit closer to home, but Hey, so you, you wound up at, at Baylor. You bought as your first uh, introduction to Texas, really. Uh, <laughs> how, how was that for you?
1: Um, it was very different. It was a cultural shock. Yeah. Very, 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 uh, massive cultural shock. Um, I didn't know what to expect for me, my, my, my opinion and my view of, of Texas before I came in, <laughs> I'm sorry for all the Texas people here, but I thought it was just cowboys and, 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 and tumbleweed. And, <laughs> and, um,
0: in some cases that is, it's a, it's a big state. So we understand that. <laughs> so
1: I, I, my, my, yeah, my, my knowledge about Texas wasn't very, very big or it, nice. I just saw what I saw in movies and things. That's all I knew was just movies. And when I got here, it was different. Everything was, first of all, I, I got picked up and I went to the wrong side of the, the car to get into the vehicle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then <laughs> I almost got run,
1: run over by a big semi trailer truck. Cause, to the cause road. we're driving
0: on the wrong side of the road.
1: Right? On the wrong side of the road <laughs> and I was looking to the, I'm looking over to the right when I should be checking on my left and, from there, when I I almost lost my life. If I had taken one, one step forward onto the onto the, onto the road, I would have been hit by a semi trailer. And that's when I my heart was racing. I sat back and I said, "Okay, just be aware of where I am. This is everything's opposite here, and everything's opposite, and everything was big." Yeah. 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 Like the trucks. I've never seen trucks so big. Um, never seen. Yeah. Just everything was massive. You're talking about uh, like
0: the, the pickup trucks with the uh, yeah. 44, uh, 44. I've never seen, I've tires. never seen, <laughs> I've never seen trucks, big, big
1: tires. And I'm like, what is, 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 is what is that? <laughs> so no, it was, it was, it was fun. Um, massive culture shock. It took me about a good couple of years for me to get used to it. Um, and I was just lucky that I had a, we went to a great school where I got to meet a lot of good people and friendly people and my coaches and that at Baylor helped me settle in and um, yes, there were times it was rough because I had to keep communicating. It was a big communication barrier even though we all spoke English but it was just, it was hard because people just didn't understand the way that I would say or sentence, uh, phrase my sentences yeah. or certain words would mean something different but eventually I caught on to like the language and and slowly started to adjust the way that I would talk so that people could understand me um, a lot better and I wouldn't have to repeat myself because that's something that did annoy me when I first got here made me feel made me a little bit more shy. I felt like I was a bit silly because people just couldn't understand me. They're repeating yourself. And, yeah. yeah, I get that.
0: Uh, it's, a, you know, it's, it's good to hear that, that people, like, they come around and uh, everybody kind of gets it eventually. And, you know, I, we were talking before we started the podcast, having my degree is in linguistics. So I totally understand kind of where you're like, yeah, every it's English, but there's just different versions of English. And even in the U S even in Texas, there are different versions of English or right? here which waco english in some cases may be a little bit different than the austin english and
1: <laughs> I, I, I tell you a true story i'm not gonna yell out names but it was one of my teammates at baylor it's, i'll never forget this day it was in the locker room after uh early morning session and uh, he was just sitting there and i was talking to him but he couldn't understand me again so he's like hey um do you guys in australia you guys what language you speak? You do you speak English. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, do you understand what you just asked me? And he said, yeah, I do. And I said, what am I speaking to you right now? And he says, it's English. And I said, so I speak English. He, says, he looked at me with this look like, then why are you looking at me like I'm dumb? I said, I'm not looking at you like I'm dumb. I just don't think you actually thought about the question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. The reason that I'm able to communicate with you effectively is the fact that I am speaking English to you right now.
1: <laughs> and, uh, so then we started arguing and whatnot, but yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much summed up, summed up my, uh, my, my, my first year or two here. It was just, you know, it was up and down, but eventually, yeah, like you said, people come around, I came around, they came around and now we're good friends and yeah, it, it was, it was fun.
0: That's awesome. That and and so now you, you after you get your degree in exercise physiology from Baylor, you are now um th- did you work for a little bit and then <laughs> yeah, and then come so into I, to yeah. Austin for rugby? How how what was the transition it, for that? Uh, yeah.
1: so yeah, I um I graduated in 2017 and then I uh, had the opportunity to go um play some uh with the national squad, uh, the USA sevens of Mike Friday um, and, 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 and train up in Chula Vista and stay in Chula Vista, San Diego for a full year. And um, also used my degree to, to stay in the country, my OPT status as a player slash um, strength conditioning uh, staff. Nice. So um, yeah, I worked for a little bit for a, a year and I did some uh, internship over in Syracuse during the summer of uh, 2016, uh, I mean, strength conditioning um, with the, the uh, with the football team there, and also I worked with Baylor for a full year with my coaches there, and helped out with the um, the, the sports program there and um, at Baylor with a couple of different sports like the track team, gotcha. football, and, and the volleyball. Um, so yeah, uh, now I'm at, now now I'm in Austin playing. Playing playing rugby again. Play rugby. <laughs> That's fantastic. And so
0: let, let's talk a little bit about you know let's let's get to the season. Talk a little bit about what's what's been going on. Unfortunately, you know, two two games in the Utah game, you you, you get a concussion, and then you come back after I think it was like two weeks, and then right before the away game at NOLA, you know, a little little, little little knee injury what's you know between those two things you know how has it been for you this year I know obviously probably a little bit tough but
1: it's it's been uh, it's been rough it's, it's been a rough season but you know that's that's rugby man like yeah you have one good season you have, you can have one bad season it's, so for me it's the most frustrating part for me is just um, uh, um, the, the injuries yes uh, a little bit frustrating but you got to learn and you got to tell yourself that it comes with the game and you just got to roll with the punches with that and, uh, try to be well disciplined and get your body right. So you can come back next season. And, um, it's just a shame that it's just, it's just been rough, you know, dealing with that. And then also, uh, you're struggling with the team this year. Uh, you know it's been rough, but
0: yeah, it's a, it's it's been tough for us. You know, of course, we watch, and we've had so many close games. You know, again, uh, the first three games of the year, we're talking uh, each game was lost by you know four points or less. I think, and it's just, uh, it just it is tough. But you know, I think you know there, it's good that we have people that are still supporting people that, of course, people get frustrated, as we all know. <laughs> Everybody's like, we want to see that win, we want to go. Um, you know. It's, going into this week how, how do you think the team looks uh, obviously you're being out injured but you're still with the team you're still doing some training when you can you know on on the knee uh how do you think the team looks going into this weekend against I Houston? Think the,
1: the, the team uh, uh this week has been pretty solid you know the boys are working hard we, we the guys have been working hard every, every week you know um, yeah, of course every, every week they've always worked hard for, for themselves and for each other you know and um um credit to the guys you know we we're I had a rough season this year, but, you know, we, we still got a lot of, uh, still got a lot, a lot of heart left in, 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 the tank. And, um, and, uh, that's all, that's all to me. It's, it's all about pride finishing strong. It's all about pride. Um, Absolutely. and we spoke about that, you know, um, having some pride and, and some dignity and, and yes, a lot of things didn't go our way, but you know, we just keep turning up every week and play for each other. That's all that really matters right now. Um, and then next year whatever when when that happens uh, we, we we start again yep. uh, start back at scratch start back Zero. from, from yeah. yeah day 1 but uh for us i think you know this year this this week's preparation has been pretty solid and uh yeah, you know, go up there and play up in uh, Houston. I think would be great. Uh, last time we played him, it was oh, it was guys. a buzzer beater and
0: uh, <laughs> a buzzer beater in rugby is yeah. just it doesn't happen very often. Uh, man, that last second kick killed it. So yeah. that's that's pretty pretty rough, pretty frustrating. I totally understand that.
1: <laughs> if we can just uh, minimize our mistakes, because um, that's what cost us the last time we played uh, Houston, uh, giving uh, silly penalties away, especially against you know Houston where they. If you if you give a penalty within within range of kicking, yeah, man, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna
0: they're gonna, they're gonna kick for three yeah, points every single time. <laughs> they, yeah, they're gonna they're, they're
1: going hurt you. So. Yeah, they're gonna hurt you. So,
0: so with you know the team. And we, we talked about it earlier, you know, some of these guys being a lot younger, you being 30, you know, 31 in October as is right. one of the, uh, the stalwarts of the old, uh, old guard of, of, uh, <laughs> the team. Do you, do you feel, you know, we, we talk about it a lot on the podcast about the team is actually uh, probably one of the youngest teams in major league rugby. Yeah. And I've talked to the lads. Do you kind of have a sense or a feeling that you as an older leader, as somebody who's been around the game a little bit longer. You know, is that something that you try to pride yourself on and work with the guys and you know educate them and teach them, you know, obviously you've got so much experience. To, what what's that like on the team being being one of the older guys, I if you will? <laughs> not, not, not to say that you're an old guy, you're still a lot younger than I am. No they
1: they all call me grandpa. I'm the grandpa of the team, which is sad, but it's true. They uh um, but no, hundred percent. Like when I came here, that's, that's one of my, one of my things that I, uh, I spoke to him about was my leadership and my experiences, uh, especially working with the young squad. Uh, I, t- I told the coaches that like, you know, uh, I, I will share my knowledge and, uh, um, and, and things that I know that I picked up throughout my career to that could help out some of these young guys in my positions on not even that, but just out in the backs, you know? Um, just to get better reading or getting himself in a position early, just to understand like the different pitches that we see and how to defend them or, you know, in, in, in an attack or, or, or defense. And um, for me, I, like, I, I use a lot of cheat sheets just from experience to help me uh, get, th- you know, help me in my game to, to, to help me get, uh, make better decisions. And that's, you know, something that I've been uh, trying to do this, this season to help, help out the younger guys in the team um, especially when I did get hurt and I had to really like okay um, these are these are some things you need to look out for these are some things you know we need to work on Um, and um, so far it's, it's been good you know um just,
0: do you see a place, um, you know, in rugby, you know, if you, once you decide to, to hang up the boots for good this time, um, you know, and, and, and we hope I, we, you still got a couple more years in you, a couple more years, but when, <laughs> when you're done, do you see a place in, in rugby after, uh, after you retire uh, In coaching or shucks, you know, I, work, work on work on the other educational part and get back to, you uh, <laughs> exercise really, physiology? I
1: honestly have not even this is an interesting question because a lot of people have asked me that question but I haven't really put too much thought into it at the, uh, like right now but I think as it gets closer to me when I know like okay I'm done I think I might think about it a little bit more but for, for me right now it's, it's more so just playing trying to just get my body healthy first and uh, and try and play as much rugby as I can uh, until I hang up my boots and um, yeah because I haven't. I haven't really thought too much. I'm actually interested in real estate. That's that's something I would really want to do. Real estate, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, Interesting. That's, that's what I really want to do. Uh, that's another thing that I kind of want. You're in the Austin market,
0: on. which is one of the hottest real estate markets know, in America right <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> I know. I've been looking at it, so uh, that's something that I'm, I'm 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 working towards. So hopefully, we'll see. Yeah, if I don't, if I don't do coaching, that's probably where you're going to see.
0: <laughs> On billboards, uh, you know, c- 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 come, come buy a house of Penny. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Oh, that's know. awesome. Well, that's good, man. Well, so we've talked a little bit, you know, I told, we talked about it earlier. Like we like to close out all of our interviews with some real quick rapid fire questions. So I'll ask, we'll spend about a minute or so. We'll go through it quickly. Um, and then, you know, just first thing that pops to your mind, that's going to be, it's going to be your answer we'll stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: i'm a little nervous anything I'm, I'm, i don't even know what i'm thinking sometimes so I might, something random might pop up so let's go <laughs> yeah, that'll be good so. <laughs> all right you ready i'm ready
0: all right what's your favorite food curry curry and what, what type of curry lamb curry lamb curry there we go <laughs> uh what's your favorite thing about austin texas right now um
1: shucks the city people the vibe it's a little hippie, um, Sunday fun day.
0: Sunday fun day. Oh, yeah. What's your uh, What's your pregame music that you listen to to get hyped up for a game?
1: Reggae and, and Christian music.
0: Reggae and Christian. Okay. Right, okay. So Bob Marley or are we going all l- kinds of reggae. All kinds of reggae. Okay. Nice. Um, I ask all the all the players this: Who's your favorite superhero? <sighs> Superman, Superman, hey, everybody's got Superman. That's <laughs> what's, uh, what's one thing about yourself that, um, that we may not know, like, what's one thing like about yourself that's kind of unique
1: and, and people may not actually realize, um, I'm left-handed, but I write left, I write right, but I play sport left. So I'm Ampidextrous. Yeah, am- oh, that's awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, I'm ambidextrous.
0: <laughs> uh, who, who are your, who are your
1: roommates? Doug, uh, Doug Fraser, who's a center from Canada, and Dominic Bailey um, plays um, lock or seven.
0: Yeah, and and who's the louder snorer? Is it uh, Dom or uh, Dominic?
1: <laughs> Dom, Dom Doug. I, I would say Doug because he, he he sleeps his mouth open, so I know he snores. <laughs> 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 that guy can sleep through anything. All right. So who's
0: the worst cook in the house? Probably me. You? Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who's the best cook in the house? Dom or Doug that's a good
0: question Dom awesome. Dom okay Dom <laughs> um, who's the who's the fastest player on the team
1: yeah, I'll say myself but Dom would probably say I beg to differ okay, so, so Dom's good he, he thinks he's the fastest yeah, he thinks he's fast okay, okay so you I mean, stay in the fours, my friend okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right and then finally you're stranded on a desert island oh, here we go who is the one player on the team that you want to have with you <sighs> To survive. To survive. <laughs> uh, and 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 why is that? That's my little brother. So it's not his fishing skills. It's not no, no, his no, cooking, no, man, his cooking he's skills. To, he's,
1: he's got he's got a lot of skills behind his back. So that's why I hit him up all the time. I was like, "Yo, what's up with this?" You know, and he'd be he's Mister Fix it for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's, he's very handy man. So. <laughs> sorry that's good
0: oh that's awesome uh penny man we we really appreciate you jumping on I the podcast you, today um i always let the players give a shout out to family members kind of closing thoughts or anything that you want to say to anybody who'd be listening back home in australia since we do have the podcast around the world we'll make sure that you're tagged on social media when we post it but uh, who do you want to say hi to back home or just give some shout outs to
1: uh yeah i just want to give a quick shout out to my family back home in fiji my grandmother um, she's getting a little old. I haven't seen in a while. My dad is in Fiji, and my mom back home in Australia. And my siblings all in Australia and and, and in Scotland. Um, shout out to all the fans that have been uh, cheering us on this year. I know it's been a rough year this year, but I appreciate you guys for um, the the support, the endless support you guys give us this uh, been giving us this year. Um, and keep coming and keep turning up to the games. Um, And uh, to the city of Austin uh, and Texas in general. Thanks to to, to everyone. And and USA Rugby in general. I think um, rugby over here is going to be massive in a couple of years. And I really hope that it takes off the way I I have it imagined in my head. Because I feel like rugby has got a lot to offer here in this side of the world. Uh, Because there's a lot of great athletes here that I think could play this game and I think the world needs to see that. So that's yeah. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you to to to, to America as well. Um, and my, my family back home. That's it.
0: Awesome man. Well, Penny, thanks for joining us man. We always appreciate it. Come back anytime. Get the knee better. We look forward to seeing you next season and you know we'll we'll keep cheering on the lads this coming weekend. Yeah.
1: Thank you man. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, thanks, man. Man. Thank you.
0: Oh man, Penny was so much fun to talk to. Just a really fantastic guy. Funny, friendly, couldn't ask for a better interview. We do wish him a speedy recovery and really hope he comes back next year full force and ready to show us that power and pace that he is known throughout the league for. So this week is the Texas showdown where Austin is traveling to Houston to take on the SaberCats. The game is this Saturday at 5 o'clock Central Time at Aviva Stadium. Hopefully the field will hold up, um, as in the past couple weeks they had to have a canceled game and replayed somewhere else. And then if you saw the game against Seattle, man, it was the, the pitch was tough. Uh, they really got torn to pieces because of the rain. We've had a lot of rain, so hopefully the pitch holds up. The last time we played Houston, it was the first game of the season. And we lost in the last second of the match when Sam Windsor and that boot that he has, man, kicked his seventh penalty goal of the night. And we're really hoping for a better turnout this time, obviously. Coming into the match, both teams sit at 8 and 9, respectively, in the league at the bottom of the table. Houston 3-10, and 10, Austin 0-14. Oh, man, it's so tough every time I say that. We talk about the tale of the tape has really both teams fairly evenly matched if you look at all statistics leading up to the game on Saturday. Houston has the edge on total points scored, but Austin, we played solid defense, we've given up less this year with one more game. So I think we really have a chance to put a, put a stop to what's been recently high scoring offense for Houston. Looking at a few other statistics, both teams are fairly close in the total number of lineouts won. total number of line breaks, and some of the tackles broken, but Houston really has an advantage on that scrum win percentage at 96%, and to give a comparison, Austin's is about 82%, so the Houston scrum has definitely been a lot better this year when they have ball in hand. Houston has definitely improved over the last few weeks, though, taking out NOLA last week at New Orleans, and putting in a heck of a performance and we need to make sure that we do not overlook the fact that we had a close game at the beginning of the season because as everybody knows the more we've gone through the season teams improve, teams change chemistry changes. I really hope that Austin can take some of the lessons we learned from New York last week and while it was good defense from time to time we got to be better at making that gain line. It's, it's killed us all season. It's something that we have been Struggling to get in the right <laughs> mindset that we actually have to be better at achieving that gain line. Two weeks ago, we had 8%, I think, against New York. It wasn't much higher, but it was better. So it's been tough. We're still fighting for that first win of the season, but we got to keep backing the team and showing support. I know that when you're not winning and you think that just everything's not going your way, you get down, but. There must be some support. you got to keep backing the boys on the field. Forget everything else that's going on. Support those guys. Tell them that you're behind them 100%. I've got the faith that that they're going to fight till the end. They always do. If that's one thing that happens with this team, no matter what the scoreline is, no matter how we've played, they will fight until the end. We tend to score a lot at the end because we are continuing to fight, and that's great. So, Know that they are fighting for you, they're fighting for each other, and we gotta be fighting for them too. I know the team and the supporters are gonna be welcome to Aviva Stadium in Houston on Saturday, so be out there and support them. Their fans are gonna welcome us. How do I know this? Well, I was able to sit down with someone from the Sabercats supporters group this week and talk about what's going on in Houston. Have a Listen. So one of the things that I really enjoy on this podcast is getting to know all the different people around not only Austin and the Austin Elite team, but also from the different groups that are around MLR. And, of course, we had our friends from Toronto on the last episode, and it was really great chatting with them. I thought, of course, since this week is such a big match in the Texas Derby, as they call it, we'd bring on a member of the Houston Sabercats supporters group. So this week, I'd like to welcome on to the podcast Erica Matsumoto, Erica or Lady Erica, however you like Lady to be called. Erica. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. How are you? Pretty good. A little yeah. excited. So, mm. yeah, yes, excited for the game this weekend.
2: All of it. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So obviously what we'd like to know is, well, who are you? How did you get involved with rugby? How'd you get involved with the Sabercats? And of course, you know, tell us a little bit about the start of, you know, the supporters group over in Houston.
2: Well, um, it's funny. We're a sports family, um, but rugby was never really something I was familiar with. And um, about, I want to say about two years ago, I had put on my Facebook, I was like, guys, what is this? It was a... Uh, you know, the chant from the, the all Blacks team, And I was like, what is this? Oh my gosh, I think I need to become a rugby fan. And about six <laughs> months later, um, that they reached out to me because my friend ended up being the PR person, the company taking, bringing in rugby. And it was like, Erica, we really would like you on board. Are you serious about learning rugby? And I was like, dude, Yes. And, um, I mean, I've, I'm just, I'm trying to learn as much as I can. I'm still a total noob when it comes to it, but I love it. Um, I met the guys, uh, last year before the, right when everybody was building, they were building the team. Um, I was able to get them all. I was a marketing director for a restaurant and I was the first restaurant to get every player together after they were all brought in from all over the country
0: and everywhere. So from there,
2: I was just like, dude, I got to be a part of this somehow. Let me be a part somehow.
0: So I guess so then what did that evolve into? Did you start uh, just trying to corral a bunch of people that you already knew or, you know, people that you knew in the community to start watching rugby? Or did you kind of work with the team a little bit to start off with there?
2: Well, first I just became one of those like, oh my gosh, let me tell you what's going on. Houston has a new major league <laughs> team, like we got to be we got to get in front of this. Let's be part of it. And I like to be with things from the beginning or be the first to know of something. So, of course, I was telling everybody about it and the team asked me to partner with them to help with their VIP room for the first season and being there, I got to really hear a lot of the passion of from the owners and the people, the investors, all the people that were really putting their heart and soul and everything in this and it, it help me kind of understand the, the, the type of the type. I don't want to say the type of people, but the type of crowd for rugby. And I was just like, this is awesome. We need to spread this. It's a, such a humble sport, even though they beat each other up, you know, uh, <laughs> after seeing the team dinner happen after one of the games, that was it. I was hooked. I was like, this is how, this is how sports is supposed to be. And, um, they noticed that I was constantly bringing different people in and, uh, Finally, it was like, Hey Erica, I think we'd like for you to join our marketing team and just help bring some more awareness and maybe, um, partner with some people in the community. And so I get to go do a lot of the grassroots events and, um, through being a sports fan, going to other, to other sports, I was like, why don't we have a crazy loud group like those people over there? We need one of these. (laughs) And it took me probably about six months to convince them like, come on, let's do this. This will be awesome. Let's They'll be our ambassadors, you know what I mean? And so it's a slow start um, having our stadium built and moving and having so many moving parts in year two. uh, I'm just now getting it. I'm just not getting it off the ground, to be honest. Yeah. I've got 10 well, that's solid awesome, I- people right now.
0: And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, t- 10 is better than zero. So th- that's at least a great start for you guys. And, you know, Houston being such a, a prominent sports town, I mean, you know, Astros and, you know, the Rockets the Rocket, and yeah. the Texans. I mean, you are a sports town and to add another sport like rugby to the mix is, is something that is going to be, you know, I guess it's probably a little bit challenging trying to draw the fans in, but I'm sure... Sure, just like that uh, that kind of camaraderie that you kind of talked about just a minute ago, I think that's one of the big draw points for oh, like yeah. It's Hey, we're going to go out and we're going to battle um, I've talked about on previous podcasts where you battle all day long. And then at the end, you just sit down and you have a beer and you just chat and, and you're friendly with everybody. It doesn't happen in yes. other sports. And I think that just like you said, it is a big part of why I think the sport is going to take off. And I think it should take off in the U S because of the values behind it.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a great feeling when you're, when you see that the the competition is on the field, but not off the field, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like a, it's almost like a brotherly relationship it's awesome as a matter of fact i i love the whole vibe and the feel of it so much that um last year they had their their uh, the lady cat tryouts and my daughter was one of the first was one of the girls of the first team <laughs> so like my whole family was involved we're like let's do this so um i had to figure out how to make it part that's of awesome. my world too so
0: this is uh, well that's that that's just one of the great things, I, and I love hearing stories like this when I talk to people around the country who literally, like you said, we talked a little bit beforehand. You didn't know anything about rugby going into it, you know, like myself. I played for a long time, but you had no idea. You're just like, this is great. I'm going to start, you know, promoting this as much as I can. That is the that is support in Major League Rugby that I think we need from every different region so you know kudos to you for for bringing the family into the into the mix to start off with too. absolutely and
2: you know it's funny because after i got involved i started to realize or be exposed to realize that my area has a lot of rugby teams we've got we've got a lot of rugby going on around us and none of us knew so this is bringing good exposure to our community that's looking for sponsors or trying to get people involved in uh in mom's seem to rather have their kid have a black eye playing rugby than you know lifelong injuries from football so i think it's gonna it's gonna be great it's gonna blow up
0: yeah absolutely i think this is um yeah this is kind of one of those topics we've talked about in the past i've talked with a lot of different people from you know around our supporters group and around you know around the country about you know the rugby versus football oh we'll never leave football (laughs) back Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're in Texas. I completely understand. No. I'm not a I Texas, Katie, but I so. also understand. Katie him. Tiger. Oh yeah. So you 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 definitely are in a football mecca right over there. Uh, for those of you who don't know about Katie Texas football, just Google it. You'll understand <laughs> the stadium there is it's, it's it's ridiculous. So <laughs> so okay. You've got you know, you talked about it's a slow start, but you're also working with the, with the team or for the team, I should say, excuse me, to, you know, not only build the community relationship, but you're trying to build the group as well. You know, we talked about it. What, what are some of the things you've st- at least started doing? Um, you know, it, it can be few or it can be many. What, what have you started doing to start getting people, you know, into that kind of that group cohesion unit that you're looking to eventually bring to the, uh, to the game?
2: Well, um, Really, I try to target loud people because I feel like the supporter group are, is the group that sets the tone for the stadium, right? So getting the people that aren't shy to be out there and just cheer on the team and get people started and get the atmosphere flowing and loud. And, uh, I, there's people that there's rugby fans are rugby fans. I've been able to show up to an event and see them dressed in kilts, black and yellow. And this is not even at a game. This is just to show the support. And I'm like, you are my friend, come on, let me see how I can get, you know, are you a season ticket holder? <laughs> you know, if not, I'm going to make you one. Let me show you how. And, uh, the, yeah. Goal, yeah, the goal is to right now we have cowbells. So, uh, I try to be in the front and get it all loud and crazy or find a Loud male that knows the game to sit next to me, and we'll get it going. Um, I'm still learning. I still don't understand how why we're kicking so much. I I'm, but I don't know rugby to understand. I know you could throw the ball parallel or behind you, but. I haven't figured out the kicking part yet. Um, so I like to yeah. have,
0: you put the tackling part Yeah. There, right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm, i
2: so I like to have somebody next to me to help guide me for that. And, um, uh, right now I've got 10 solid people that come. Um, I've got a few that like to wear big yellow and black wigs and, um, yeah. I'm hoping that soon, now that we have our own stadium, I think being able to have that sense of ownership is going to be able to make the supporters and our season pass holders feel like it's, this is their team, you know, and have like that sense of ownership and be able to just be them and be free. Uh, So right now we're kind of just loud and have some cowbells and anyone that's similar. I I mean, not similar. that's bad. Anybody that I run into that's interested in rugby but never have really been to a game, I'll use, I'll always have five tickets to say, hey, well, how about I bring you to a game? Come sit with us and try to get them exposed. And I've got a few of them hooked. And that's, that's the goal, right? That's fantastic.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I can't agree more with you. I think that that's, I mean, anytime I have a spare ticket, I'm always trying to find people who have yeah. never been to the game. And so I've brought, I've brought people to the game who, and you know, there's like, I don't even, I mean, I, one of my friends, you know, his, his significant others. I don't like sports, but I like this yes. rugby thing. And so I think that those, those are the comments that I love hearing. And those are the people that will go now, out and you know, talk about it. Wife.
2: And it's a win-win for everybody. It's not just for the SaberCats; it's for MLR, you know, we want it to grow in general Absolutely. all over. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I can't agree more. I I love the passion that you have behind it. I love kind of, you know, that drive that you, uh, to support the team, to support MLR and the growth. So, you know, season two of Houston. So what have been some of these, these the good things? What, what, how about this? What have been good, bad, and maybe some ugly things in, in your opinion for Houston in and, and the second season of MLR?
2: Oh, you know, we've been consumed with building the Aviva Stadium. So that's... <laughs> Aviva Stadium has been the center focus of of everything. We've had to re- change our schedule and um, move games at the last minute. Um, I mean, our 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 season pass holders and our fans—they're just awesome. They're like, "Where are you going to be this week? Okay, we'll go." <laughs> but um,
0: <laughs> yeah, you guys had to pull um, because of the range. You had to pull off to opening. what is it? Just a high school stadium? Yeah. Yeah, the grand opening. Uh, the, so the official, the quote-unquote official, unofficial new <laughs> grand opening is this weekend against us. But no, actually, uh, the you grand know, opening is the 29th. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I misunderstood yeah, that. Um, yeah, okay. our
2: moved around our rescheduled uh, grand opening is the 29th, and it's going to be in a weeknight, <laughs> so that's going to okay. be different. But this is our first, uh, this game against Austin, Saturday the 25th. Five o'clock is going to be our first game at Aviva Stadium in a ready-to-play stadium. And we're pumped. Super pumped.
0: And we all have fingers crossed that the pitch does not uh, does not start folding on itself like it did against uh, <laughs> it the, Seattle, the Seattle game. Oh. Uh, so for those of you that watched the game, that was uh, a little brutal to watch. But hey, it's y- you have to give Houston credit. They have a dedicated stadium for rugby. In the United States, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty so. Awesome. so let's talk a little bit about. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. As I said, let's talk a little bit about um, you know the fan support and what you perceive. You know that overall appearance of of rugby in Houston right now. Do you think that? You know, there there are a lot of people who know about it or that have heard about the SaberCats. Or I mean, or do you think there's going to be more room for growth here? You know, in in the coming months. And oh, years? I
2: believe there's a lot of room for growth. Um, people are still just now hearing it for the first time. Um, the I, I don't I don't think we've even saturated most of the market. And when people do hear about it, they're like, "What? We have a rugby team? Man, that's badass!" You know, and <laughs> even if they're not even into rugby.
0: F- f- followed by, uh- yeah followed by wait what is rugby now yeah
2: exactly (laughs) and i'll get a lot of wait a minute isn't that how we were when soccer came you know whenever we got the soccer stadium and the dynamo started people were like what soccer and i'm like rugby is gonna take off just like that and houston is the international hub right so oh, absolutely we i mean i don't know that we can go wrong we've got we've got the people that are ready to have a sport that they love from their countries, you know, and from their culture. So we're still, we just got to saturate that market a little bit more and get people to know we're here. And I think, again, once we have our active stadium, I think next year is really going to be our year to, to put it out there and let the world let Houston know we're here and we're here to stay. So come on, come visit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's really... I Again, I lo- Eric, I love the passion that you have. I love how you talk about the team. Even you know, not knowing a lot about the sport, the fact that you are backing the team and supporting and doing anything you can. Um, are there any ways to find or join said supporters group if there are people that once we launch this out on all the social media networks, um, if they listen to podcasts, they hear you. What are ways that people can find the Houston SaberCat supporters group.
2: Well, we've done a few posts on the um, on our on the SaberCats Facebook, Instagram, but Cats Brigade remember we were talking about that so i even got a logo already so cats brigade that's the name of our supporter group um
0: that's awesome i love that uh
2: we're gonna like i told you it's just getting started so this week i'm gonna have uh our social media platform well i mean on social media platforms we'll have cats brigade on instagram and facebook um but right now you can find us if you just go to any of the houston saber cats social media and just look for cats brigade it's. That join, sounds good. Join the Cats Brigade. Join the Brigade. <laughs> and we'd love to well, you paint your face. Come on. Who wants to paint their face or bring a drum? Come on over.
0: <laughs> uh oh. Now, now we got drums coming into the mix. Oh, that's, a, a that's a whole other level. <laughs> I'll, even, I'll
2: get you a drink ticket. <laughs>
0: There you go, everybody. Everybody listening, uh, a drum will get you a drink ticket at the match uh, on Saturday uh, against Austin. So I I, want
2: to, and not to interrupt, but but if you really are interested in joining the Cats Brigade, this Saturday would be a great chance to just easily join because I'm going to be there at 4:15, and we're going to just start gathering around outside and have maybe there's not official tailgating, but. A couple of us, I've got about 15 of us that are going to be there just hanging out before the game. And if this is something that you want to just hang out with us or learn about, just join us. Come look for Lady Erica. Ask them. They'll show you where we are in the Cats Brigade. <laughs> and we'd love for you to come sign up. And hey, it's it's a, it, there's one more game on the 29th. So if you want to join us for the 25th or the 29th, do it. Let's come. Come on. <laughs>
0: That's awesome, Erica. I greatly appreciate it. I will tell everybody else um, throughout Major League Rugby, and for those of you, uh, for other teams that do listen to the podcast and, and support us as well. Um, and I, Erica, I told you earlier, we really do support each other for each one of the groups. Um, you know, I'm a member of, I think, all of the different supporters group in one way or another. Uh, we've got people from NOLA and people from even New England are part of the Austin supporters group, and I think that's the goal for all of us. So, Erica, Why you guys know. To do Yeah, come and come and join. We'll we'll welcome you anytime. And you know, you let us know when you get your your group page up, and I'm sure we'll have everybody and at least uh, at least somebody from every team in Major League Rugby will will join the the Houston cats the Cats Brigade as you call it, like that. (laughs) Well. You know, I don't want to take too much more of your time. So if you'd like to, I always allow all of the guests to give a quick shout out to anybody that they would like to say hi to or any kind of last minute comments. And then maybe if you want to give a prediction on this week's game, uh, that I'll probably disagree with. uh, You know what I'll do do uh, better?
2: (laughs) What I'll do better is I'll just say this game, we are saluting our service employees. So... 50% Fifty percent off tickets for anybody with military ID. And hey, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a good game, right? That's all. That's all I'm gonna predict. Good
0: Absolutely. game. It'll be a hard-fought battle. i I actually don't know. I. I was thinking about it today, and it's been tough. Um, obviously, we've had a tough season, um, and we talk about it more on the podcast uh, when I, I do the game analysis, but or the pre-game analysis. But uh, it's gonna be a tough battle. It always is. Uh, the first game of the season came down literally to the last second, and so. Um, hopefully I'm pulling for our team to win. Well, of course Uh, you you are. But uh, on this camp over here, we're
2: pulling for the SaberCats to win. Yeah.
0: But anybody who's headed over to the game in Houston on Saturday, uh, look for Lady Erica. She will take care of you. Uh, we've got a nice group that I know already going over there. They'll, they'll hear the cowbells, so uh, we'll, we'll come with our flags. But Erica, appreciate the time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, good luck on Saturday, and we look forward to seeing what the uh, what the Cats Brigade bring to Major League Rugby in the coming years.
2: Well, awesome. Thanks for um, thanks for in, inviting us to your community, and I can't wait to learn more from you guys and making our support our support group just as awesome. So, thank you, guys.
0: Meeting people who have a passion for rugby is so fantastic especially these new fans to rugby. We love hearing how welcoming each team is to the opposing fans no matter who they are, no matter how hard people fought during the game on the pitch, no matter what happened. And I hope that people feel the same about us as Austin supporters and our supporters group. And when they come down to Austin to a match, I want them to feel just as welcomed. Speaking of the group, a few weeks back, I asked you all to send me some audio clips of you telling us who you are, where you're from, and saying a few words about Austin Elite, tell you know, send their best wishes, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. This week we have the first two installments of that. And first, I had to feature John Woolley. John is the co-founder of the supporters group with me but John could not record something for us because well John is deaf but that doesn't stop him from supporting Austin and communicating to everybody and if you know him he speaks his mind so I'm gonna read what he wanted to say here it goes hello my name is John Woolley and I'm originally from Vermont now living in Austin for two and a half years Before I was into rugby as a serious fan. I played soccer in high school and Then happened to found the love for Aussie rules football cricket and rugby from an old channel called Fox Sports World back in the 2000s when I moved to DC for college at Gallaudet I found a local Australian rules football club, which, called, which was called Baltimore Washington Eagles, and went there for almost three to four years as a depth player. At the time, I did try out for rugby once. I didn't like the idea of being involved in a scrum, so I dropped out of the tryout. So I didn't play one minute of competitive rugby. <laughs> Several years later, I moved to Austin in search of a job uh, a few years ago. I became involved with the same sport at Austin Crows where I had to quit playing sports after spraining my right MCL for more than a year. At the same time, I heard about the establishment of Austin League Rugby. My first game was at Round Rock Multi-Purpose Complex against San Diego. After going there, I started to go to several home matches via the shuttle bus and helped out as a quote unquote reporter for Austin on the Reddit community where I continually make my comments known. Before the season started this year, I was being an annoying pest to the Austin management, constantly asking about the shuttle bus for the home games to Dell Diamond before I got directed to Dustin. And here I am, fully involved in rugby in a different way. Being a deaf person is an interesting challenge, not only for me, but for Austin Elite. The players there and the local rugby community, obviously communication is a big barrier for me. I was struggling with belonging with a different community in sports, and I joined and quit several teams in Austin from a local gay soccer team to Austin Crows. So let me tell you a story about the players with Austin one time this year. After the game against Seattle at Dale Diamond, I headed up to the Intel Club with my roommate for the post-game meeting with players and their families and I chatted with a lot of them and their significance other through my roommate who helps me interpret what I say for them. One time I was signing to my roommate and I noticed some players from Austin were staring at me and it seemed to be uncomfortable with me being there signing. And that struck me in my mind because it seems that maybe all the players who came from different countries like South Africa for example never really met a deaf person in person let alone seeing them communicate in a visual language like American sign language not speaking English you know but well, that doesn't stop me i look forward to communicating with the people i do my best and i think that they understand too i love lending my help to growing rugby community through the Austin Elite supporters group because Austin is basically a startup team a year ago and i do really love watching rugby whether league or union along with Aussie rules football and cricket, it really makes me consider if I should start thinking about going back to school for a degree in sports management. I'm almost 29, but meeting some of the top people in Austin, seeing how it works with the elite through collaborating with supporters group, it made me think about how I would like one day if I could work through Austin or someone else for other team opportunities. Maybe become an assistant general manager or whichever job where I could have the opportunity to really shape the team, to give it an identity and help grow the rugby community through Austin Elite and the local clubs like the Huns, the Blacks, the Valkyries and UT rugby clubs. My thoughts about this season is it's long, hard ride, really. (laughs) It really has been. Several close games where we could have... About a win on a moment's notice, summer long blowouts where I was really frustrated with the team. And I'm a fan of the Montreal Canadiens ice hockey team, so basically my standards for Austin were high after barely missing the playoffs last year. We do really stumble through the season with playing at different places and not enough preseason games, slowly building up competitive squad. What I do really love from Austin this season is I just want them to win one game. That's all. I'm fine with that <laughs> So many people know me for The big furry hat as for the hat. It was really nothing much about it like I said before I'm from Vermont and I used that used to be in cold weather all the time in the early weeks of the season we had several home games and I just decided to bring the fur hat and eventually one day it became easier for people, especially Dustin and others, to notice me. Because of that fur hat. Now, I'm pretty sure next season it can be used early for some of those home games, but before it becomes too hot for me to use it, and later in the season, like right now, I'll make sure I hold off and maybe find a new hat. I really loved reading John's stuff. It was. Kind of fun. John's a great guy. Yes, he's deaf, but man, he he knows a lot about the sport of rugby. He knows a lot about what need, what it takes to to really help grow this team. And I really appreciate deep down all of the help he's given me in the supporters group and Reddit and everything else that he does for the club. Finally, here's our second fan of the week. Hi, this is Terry Kilpatrick from Round Rock, Texas. I'm going to give a big shout of support to the AER, our professional rugby team here in Round Rock representing the Austin area. It's a big win having rugby here in the United States and phenomenal having a professional league right here in Round Rock. So I just want to let you guys know that you got a lot of support. I've never played. I'm a fan. Got hooked watching rugby years ago, watching the College Sevens once a year and certainly watching the Olympics. But man, with streaming, you can get to watch rugby all the time and it's just a joy having a team here that we can support. So I know it's been tough, but man, you guys are tough. You're scrappy. Just keep grinding. Keep getting after it. Know that we got a lot of support here for you guys and want you to be successful and we got you back. All right? A E R all the way, baby. I love it. Short, sweet and to the point. Keep the support coming. Keep sending those things in. We're gonna try to feature everybody as much as we can. Really do appreciate it again the guys appreciate it who are out there on the pitch and we know that it's been a busy episode this week it's all the time that we have for just to remind you though that the thoughts and views shared on this podcast are mine and the guests who join us and they don't reflect the position of Austin elite or major league rugby really haven't said that before but just in case as we move forward I want to make sure that that's that's known we work closely with the Austin Elite and we appreciate their support in, in some of the things that they do for us. But we are the supporters group, and we're not officially affiliated with the team. As always, if you're looking for more podcasts about rugby, you can go check out the guys over at Earful of Dirt. Uh, I know Aaron and Liam. I chat with them every now and then. They like to give me a hard time, but I, I think they do a great job. Um, they, they've been very friendly, and... Again, they analyze every game, so go over there, check them out. If you're looking just for some great summaries on all things U.S. Rugby, make sure you check out DJCoyleRugby.com. DJ was really great. I'm sure people have seen interviews that he's conducted, so go check those out. That's all the time we have for on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for all of the latest episodes on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. I'm sure there's more, but I forget them. I also want to make sure that you like us and follow us on Instagram and our Facebook page. That's how we continue to grow support. Just a few more games left this season. Continue to support the guys. Continue to be out there. Continue to have the faith that they're going to pull it through. Thanks again for hanging out with me. My name is Dustin, and we'll see you on the pitch.